Hey everybody, welcome in to uh episode was it four of beer, bourbon, and baseball? I should know these it's, things. It's episode four, but you put five on Twitter. That's okay. Though. Is it five? Oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Welcome in. And it's our first ever guest. So it's the best way to just look stupid is with a guest. Yancey and everyone knows him. It's at Yancey Eaton, right? Or is it Yancey? Oh, I should know these things. Again, I came yep. prepared as always. It's it's just my name at Yancey Eaton. Yep. And he is like the ultimate podcast fan the ultimate industry guy we love him he hates that we talk about him the way we do but yancy thank you for joining us man welcome to the show of course there's mike this way this side mm-hmm. <laughs> say, say hi mike it's at sp streamer i'm at mike underscore curling this is a terrible intro probably the worst yeah. i've ever done but it is what it is uh he clearly doesn't practice no and i obviously <laughs> don't come prepared it's funny because I, I wrote most of the outline and you would never guess i prep as well as i do with how i am doing this right now but anyway yancy what's up man thank you for joining us uh, thank you for having me. Sorry, I'm just retweeting you so that people will come hang out with us while we're doing this. <laughs> this is like the most meta behind the scenes, how the sausage is made episode you can imagine. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, guys, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's a nice distraction from Everything. all this. Everything. It, it's been a lot. It has been so much. And I'm I'm really struggling the last couple of weeks where I'm not trying to rain on people's parades. And I'm, I want people to have fun. And I like fantasy and I like baseball too. But also like it's I'm I'm constantly flirting with this in my mind of like, uh, man, this seems like really irresponsible, like, like doing sports right now, or at least attempting uh, to do sports, you know, yeah, and, gotcha. you know, like my, you know, I, I posted on Twitter, my, my sister got COVID a couple of weeks ago and she's still, she's probably 90% now, but she's still recovering. And, you know, I've had multiple scares within my family. So like, you know, I'm not trying to like immediately kill the energy as soon as I hop into the chat, but, um, man, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's such a weird time to be following baseball right now. Like I, I, I don't really even know how to feel about things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just a weird time Chaos. overall. But you know what it is? It's just I think most of us just do it and keep going with it because, it, like you said, it's kind of a nice escape from everything. Mm-hmm. It just um, sucks that you, your escape can't escape reality right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at. Like, my escape from all this is something that I'm stuck dealing with, like, regardless. Like, yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. But yeah, because my, 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 my mom, we talked, I think you reached out a little bit. My mom actually had, has it and she's recovering as well doing well but yeah it's been a tough thing and then you start hearing kind of what we're talking about tonight is like a lot of the news and notes and just kind of some of the strategy behind it and we're going to let you some rapid fire some questions we have no idea what questions we're getting we Mm -hmm. loved we loved your segment on pitchcon with with nick and alex and that was like i'm not gonna act like we came up with this idea this was obviously what you do with them we loved it we're like please do it we begged you to do it for us and you said yes <laughs> but before yeah. we go in before we go any further right, mike we always have to do this yes we tell them what, what we're drinking we're drinking, we're drinking tonight yeah we're uh, drinking yeah, i am just, drinking are, i'm you, going wait. super i was gonna say yancy yancy is our dd that's what he is tonight not drinking he's yeah. our designated podcaster right now i told you i told you i was gonna play this off as patron and you literally just ruined yeah, it yeah i know you ruined it anyway <laughs> it's me come on and so anyway, Mike, as you were, I'm drinking monkey shoulder. And obviously, as I go by the doctor's rubric, which I feel like you can't ever see when I put on here, but whatever. Um, I gave it a 6.1 out of 12, which makes it the worst one I've had so far. <laughs> I, have, I have a question about that. Do you guys do you guys like prime yourselves before you start recording the podcast? Do you drink beforehand or do you immediately start as soon as mm, the podcast starts? Sometimes. I start when the podcast starts because I think if I start before... Probably wouldn't end well. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 fifty fifty with me, buddy. It's a fifty fifty thing with me, to be completely honest. And we have it. Uh oh, why is uh, Mike? Mike wants your buddy. Doctor, uh, doctor I mean, not so bad. Somebody. It's just the worst I've had so far. I mean, it's the lowest score I've had. Um, the the finish isn't anything special. Uh, the taste is 
typical. It's just like typical, but it's a it's a cheaper bottle, so like you kind of expect it. Um, and so it's course, just you know it's nothing special. That's why I gave it around an average. Of course, my buddy Deegs. Thanks, thanks Deegs for reaching out, and you gave me a thumbs down already. Love his opinion on you. Yeah, it's amazing. He's right. Um, I'm drinking the good old Florida Cracker because why not? It's uh, the last one from Good Cigar City I'm drinking. I'm interested because they've, they've all been really good. But Mike, I'm sorry. This is a shameless plug. You're wearing a new shirt that we made. It's kind of, We're matching tonight. Beer, bourbon, and baseball. There it is. <laughs> Beer, bourbon, and baseball. You got your glass too, right? Yes, sir. And uh, let's do our cheers, I guess. Our normal little <laughs> cheers. And uh, now we get to hear you open it. So you guys were totally cool with me being the awkward third wheel that didn't have the beer, bourbon, and baseball shirt. What is that? All I about? know it's kind of messed up. You think Mike <laughs> would send you one, but he didn't. I honestly thought about going forward, which means we owe Yancey one. But the problem is we don't even have enough product because my wife and I are making these. We're just straight up making them here at home. They're homemade, mm-hmm. American, American-made, homegrown <laughs> product. And uh, but with that comes, you know, just. A lot of screw ups, a lot of costs, a lot of um. But I honestly, once we get going, I really, I really do. Every guest we have on, I want to send them a shirt, even even if it's afterwards, just as a thank you for joining us, and it's just a fun little thing I want to do. So mm-hmm. we're gonna try. We'll try to get you your shirt. I promise. We'll you get guys. you, guys. We'll make it happen. I I have I have plenty of shirts. No, just, we're getting it's one. It's just a joke. No, we're getting one, and now I want you to. Now you better wear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> can I can I just jump in real quick and say that uh, I have two screens going on right now, right? So I'm looking at you guys face forward, and uh. I'm looking at you guys also through the Periscope chat because in past streams that I've done, I, I forgot that there was a chat and people are asking questions and you know they weren't getting involved. So this is the weirdest experience talking to you guys and then looking over and then seeing a delay on the yes. Periscope. And then I see Mike twice and it's just like, <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on right here. This is really a lot to unpackage. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, Unpack. I see, you can't see if you go to the comments on the right side of the screen you don't get the same thing we do or you see all the comments coming in mm-hmm. um because that's, that's what i was saying because you're talking about looking at m- multiple screens i'm saying if you just look at the main screen mm-hmm. you should be able to see the comments right yeah you can but you can't respond yeah well he can respond verbally he just can't respond via the the text yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes you want to respond. Oh, I see this. Look at the. Oh, wow. There's yes. comments in StreamYard. Yeah. I really, I yeah. should have known this by now. I've, I've done this like half a dozen <laughs> times. Like, you've been on your lives. Surprised. <laughs> but hey, you know what? We're here for you as much as you're here for us, buddy. And again, I guess we could just kind of get into it. Did I miss anything, Mike? I, I already screwed up a lot. No, a lot no. Let's get into here, it, bro. So. Let's start talking baseball. Let's talk baseball. Now, you mentioned it's kind of a downer. COVID mm. is a real thing, and players are missing time. The tests aren't even accurate half the time it seems like and then sometimes they are and then people get negatives positives realistically how confident are you all in the testing process yancy and on top of that the, all this like unknown how are you even are you even drafting right now uh i'm not i was i was planning on maybe doing one draft champion and uh just like a couple nfpc 50s or something like that here or there i still have multiple season long leagues where we have not decided what we're doing and a lot of these have keeper contracts and multi-year scenarios i have to play out and it is such a mess, man. And you want to talk about some of the most viral places, not viral, vile places in existence. It's like the the email thread of a fantasy baseball league trying to figure out when to draft or or what to do as far as the scoring goes. So, I mean, trying to figure those out, honestly, like if it were up to me, I would just do a hard pause or com- do a complete redraft if it is a redraft league. But um, to go back to your other question about just what's going on with the whole testing thing, this was the most predictable thing in the world, wasn't it? Didn't we, it feels like didn't it. Didn't we 100% yeah. focus on this? and? Like through through this whole months long you know debacle between the 
MLB, PA, and Major League Baseball, we just knew that this was going to be like, <laughs> they were talking about finances so much and in the back and forth in that negotiation process, I don't think they really hammered out the details on what it was going to take, logistically speaking, to get this testing in order. And, you know, Gray Albright from Raswell had just an amazing tweet that a lot of people copied and he doesn't get enough credit. But um, whenever he literally said like, hey guys, it's understandable that they didn't have the tests and, you know, the organization of the test because it was 4th of, July, 4th of July weekend, like understandable that it happened to fall on the 4th of July. Like, so, you know, maybe they just got a little confused, like just the oversight, the level of care, the level of planning. It's just, it's really disappointing. You're hearing like all these horror stories about like the, the breakout in Philly's camp and multiple players. And we don't know why this person hasn't reported or this person hasn't, and you can't technically say anything. And I mean, I'm, I'm giving you a really long-winded answer, but I think this was just incredibly predictable and disappointing. And every single time I hear another player like testing positive or anything like that, I just, I feel worse and worse about being so invested in wanting baseball to come back. Yeah. I mean, they, they're just screwing this up big time. I think, um, oh, you know, no, they're and, screwing something up. What? And then yeah. I know, which is typical. <laughs> and it's just like, the fact that these guys are getting tested and they're getting positives and negatives and you know some of these guys are just keep waiting on these results and uh yeah i mean it you know selfishly screw you know for us it screws up our fantasy baseball and like you know we don't know what to do with certain accounts but um yeah i mean it's it's been a wild ride and it just continues to be this crazy roller coaster that we have to go through so far yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the brunt of it. I don't want to harp on it too much. I mean, we all kind of agree. And honestly, yeah. uh, what happened? I mean, my thing is, is what's the what's the what's the next step when you're in season? Say, you know, the season's going to start. It looks like they're going to push forward. I expected an initial like kind of boom of te positive testing anyway. When mm -hmm. you, you know you test a large cluster of people, which you're going to get a large response. Which I'm sure they did too. Yeah. Which so once the season starts, though, when one player gets it, because it's not a, if I think it's more of a win. Are they shutting down the whole team? until they get tests all around. And even then, are people going to test positive at different times? Because we know you can not have, it might not have hit you yet type of thing. Like you can have it two days or 14 days later. It's literally, mm -hmm. it ranges. I've been doing a little bit of homework on it. Cause I, you know, responsibly trying to do some homework on it, but even, <laughs> even the experts, even the experts don't know, to be honest. Nah. Yeah. yeah. I will, I will say this much. I, um, I tweeted yesterday or the day before, um, it was, I, I didn't articulate things and obviously nuance was lost because it's Twitter and that's just how it works. And when you have a bunch of people jumping in and everybody's bringing up different parts and stuff, it's impossible to like actively engage in like a meaningful conversation sometimes. But, um, I tweeted just basically talking about how right now I do not think there is an edge in drafting fantasy baseball teams. And that somehow got, you know, misconstrued and, and, and contorted into, oh, there is an edge. There absolutely is an edge when there's more variance, better players do better, which I, I do agree with. But the point I was making right now is we do not know which players have it, which players don't. We can't right. know. The testing is erratic. Uh, there's so many different things going on right now. And there's, there's players like, we don't even know why Tyler Glassman hasn't even reported to camp yet. Yeah. Like, no. yeah. You know, like, and, and I understand yeah. this, this is the hard part where like, I respect players privacy. Absolutely. 100%. Like you'll find me siding with players 99% of the time. Um, but like to claim, like if you're drafting a team right now, you're basically flipping the coin like hundreds of times. And yeah, of course, you know, sometimes because of statistical flukes, like sometimes you're going to get lucky. You're going to, you're going to be on the right side of those coin flips, but you can't know who has it. You can't know how long they had it. You can't know if they're asymptomatic or symptomatic. And then, you know, like I was listening to, uh, 
uh, Scott, Jen Sad, and Eric, uh, Jeff, Jeff Erickson. It's really hard to say people's names live. I don't know why it is. I know these guys. <laughs> you, it's so wild. I know all these guys like so well, but. Um, Your name you know, is on the screen and I'm going to screw it up. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, but, but these guys are always talking. Uh, you know, Jeff was saying, he's like, you know, whenever I hear that somebody tested positive for COVID, I'm going to, I'm going to knock them maybe 10% off of their projection, which I think is a totally reasonable take. Right. Yeah. But, but even there, they're in lines of problem where it's like, okay, are they symptomatic? Or are they asymptomatic? Yeah. Because the reports we're hearing is Freddie Freeman is like, at one point he was like in fear for his life. Like it was literally like destroying this dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then there's other people who are testing positive and they, they display no symptoms whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like, do you dock that same 10% off of productivity from, you know, this player that can barely get out of bed for two weeks versus this other player who, Hey, he showed up ready to work out and they told him that he had it and he had to go home. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's so many things that you just can't know. And I, I my, in my typical long responses, I'm not really saying much with a lot of words, but um, <laughs> I, I just think it's, it's just going to be such a mess, man. And it, I, my one piece of advice, I guess that nobody's really asking for, but if you can wait, absolutely wait. Right. Oh yeah. I would hate for you to draft just the absolute best. Yeah, it is possible. All on top of the news, and then a week before the season starts, your top three first round, you know, your your three picks in your in your league all get COVID, and they're out for yeah. half the season. That yeah. is that because you weren't you know it, you weren't sharp enough, and you didn't pay attention enough because you weren't you know realizing that you had an edge or you weren't following. No, that's just because you got unlucky. And uh, I you know I'm a I'm a poker player. I don't play as much live as I would like to, but I still play a lot. And I like having agency. I like having control. I like knowing that, uh, you know, poker is very much a skill game. Yeah, there's a luck variant involved with it, but the same people win every single year. And there's a reason for that. It's because yeah. they know what they're doing, right? In this instance right here, like I, man, until I know what's no going control. on, like this, this feels like roulette and, and I'm not mm -hmm. about that. hundred percent. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And speaking on Freeman, the part that's really intriguing to me is that, um, like, obviously he's doing better and all that, but we saw what Kiri come out with like, pretty open about his, his whole thing and it took him what pretty much a month to get back to 100 it sounds like between when it started to yep. now it's been a month it's been about a month since the symptoms started to where he's at now and he says i feel 100 that means it probably took him roughly a month to get there you're gonna have players like yeah. that and freeman yeah. very much might be ready for opening day but what at 80 percent you know what I mean? 75% is you. And or as a family man myself as a guy you know we're all married here i have kids I'm, i don't think either of you have kids correct I don't mean to get personal, but it doesn't don't. matter. Honestly, it might as well be a child, to be honest. <laughs> but I don't, and I don't mean to get personal. And honestly, the kid thing, it could be an extra factor. It could not. But let's be honest, like having a family and someone like Freeman who makes the money, he could just be like, you know what? Opening days right here. I don't feel good. I'm going to mm -hmm. opt out. I'm just going to opt out last minute. Like, and yeah. no one's going to blame him. And honestly, I don't blame right. any of these players opting out. Totally and, get it. And Especially the ones having babies. Look, look at, look at the, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm harkening back to all the other podcasts that I listen to where and I, this isn't me throwing mud. You guys know this, like I'm not really like a shade thrower, but like uh, just listening to a lot of podcasts where like, oh, I don't think anybody's going to opt out. I, I think you're going to have maybe a handful, you know, a couple people. They're not going to they're not going to opt out. That's millions of dollars. But yeah, but when you're David Price and you you signed a contract where you had what was it? Two hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed. Do you really care? I know this sounds awful, but do you really care about 15 or 20 million dollars? Yeah, you're right. What does that like nothing to them? If there's a 0.1% chance that I could die or have permanent lung damage if I play this season, you know what? Actually, I I will give up 20 million dollars. Yeah. I I don't care. You know what I mean? And just just seeing that, you know, we have multiple players who are some of the highest paid players in the league that are seriously considering this, like I think we kind of missed the mark on this. I think mm -hmm. we didn't really anticipate that, hey, you're actually going to see some players that are opting out. You know, like, like I think I think Wheeler's saying that he doesn't even know if he's going to play yet. Yeah, 
which is insane. And, yeah. and it's, you know, and I, I don't blame any of these guys. Kind of like you said, even if there's a shot that you get it and you could die or give it to some, a loved one yeah. and you're really worried about it, then no amount of money is worth it. Yeah. If you already have generational wealth, right? We're talking about grandkids, right. grandkids, grandkids, right? You know, three generations down the road, you guys will never run out of money ever. Yep. Like you being dead is the most critical decision you have to make. Like, no, actually I want to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. hundred percent. And I hate to even be that guy, but this isn't going away in 2021. It's just going to be probably hopefully less of an issue, but this yeah. isn't going away anytime soon. This is like, this is sticking around for a while. I was, yeah. I was, I was reading some stuff, you know, in a book, <laughs> not a book, uh, I was reading it online, but um, this, this virus mutates like every 10 to 14 days guys. And so like, you know, there's, there's all these different factors and I'm not tr trying to claim to be an epidemiologist. I'm not an expert at all, but um, this thing is changing. Like before uh, it's actual how, how difficult it was to catch it is different than it is now. It's actually more spreadable now, but less deadly because you have to think if I'm not saying that viruses are like this cognitive thinking thing, but you need to make, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm seeing Mike's comment here. I just took a big pull from my cup of Patron. Yeah, I, just so I, need to, I need to wrap up. I'm talking too much. Um, let's just move it on. Mike, Mike's, Mike's distracting me too bad. That's okay. Well, and I, I honestly just want to touch on this because is there any proof you can't get it again? No. And actually a coworker of mine has tested positive twice now mm. and has been pro COVID yeah, leave twice now. Yeah. My no, sister, he... my sister has been tested twice and she doesn't have antibodies. Yeah, either did my, wow. I'm saying, my, my guy didn't, the guy at work didn't have it either. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, no. Lots. So, yeah, let, let's let's move on. But yep. it sucks because the next piece of news was the whole Mike Trout thing, and he might opt <laughs> out. <laughs> like, that was the thing I wanted to, I just wanted to get, okay, real quick, Yancey, honestly, again, and I hate to be the guy that's like, let's talk about the fantasy implications, but that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Um, what, everybody understands that. We don't, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I still hate it. Like, it's no one's going to hate you for it. <laughs> But you can give a quick answer. We know there's a lot to it. Everyone kind of knows there's a lot to it. But what, where would you feel comfortable taking Mike Trout right now in a draft if you were drafting early? Because there are drafts. Heck, me and Mike are in a draft right now together. Same one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, very quickly, like, it is super easy to – I don't want to say easy, but it is possible. Last year, I won my TGFBI league by seven points over second place, right? And I was, I was sniffing at the overall championship for most of the year. My second-round pick was uh, Andrew Benintendi. Like I had eight picks of my top 15 that were basically zeros. Right. And I, I still managed to win the league. Is there a path to you still being really successful and you don't have your first or second round pick absolutely perform? Yes. It's super possible. But I think in a season like this, where you do have such a short leash and such a short track to recover those counting stats and everybody is trying to do the same thing. You are, mm -hmm. everybody's teams is going to be decimated. So like this idea that you're like, Oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to draft saves because you know, I'll, I'll just get them on the waiver wire. Everybody's doing that. If you're, if you have a deficiency, if you're, you know, whatever in, in a season like this, where there's so much uncertainty, I need to draft as many certain things as I possibly can. And if it legitimately looks like Mike Trout is going to sit out or he's going to be gone at least 10 to 14 days because he has to quarantine when he leaves the team, then absolutely. You know what? I, I will totally take Trevor story over Mike Trout. I don't care. You know what I mean? That's not going to yeah. lose me the league. Sure, maybe maybe I, maybe I have egg on my face at the end of the day, and you know Mike Trout plays every single game, and he wins, uh, you know, AL MVP, and he carries you to the promised land, perhaps. But I think in, at this point, with all the clamoring, I feel like he's priming the team. He keeps putting out these little media drops, mm -hmm. you know, because he's seriously considering not playing. So it, it's a pass for me. I, I mean, maybe if he's sitting there in the fourth or fifth round, I'll consider it. But it doesn't look like I'm going to have any of them. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't even know if I take him. I mean. Personally, I don't even think I'd take him in the first round. I mean, it's it's too 
I know I'm Mike's, get... Mike's, Mike's all about the upside over there, but I um, well, I don't know because like, I'm watching... to, and like Nancy said, I mean, everyone's going to be struggling. And if you take him and he's down for a couple of weeks, how are you going to find, you know, room? I mean, anyone on the waiver wire when everybody else is going to be looking too, because everyone's going to, it's going to hit everybody's team. And I don't want my first rounder, you know, to be someone that I'm going to have to replace and battling everybody else. And, and can I say one more like dark thing too? With this shortened season, there's a there's a very real chance that you know we're going to be. I'm in 14 NFBC leagues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a very real chance that we start the season and we don't finish it. So if yeah. you're drafting players, even anticipating you're like, oh well, heck, I got Mike Trout in the sixth round. Well, but you already missed two or three weeks, and the season is already cut in half of what it was supposed to be at 60 games. You just took a zero. You just got mm-hmm. blanked. You know what I mean? Like there's a very real chance that we don't get the full 60 games in. I think it's something yeah. we have to consider. All right, and that's I mean, we're done with the trout talk. I hate to be everybody. I don't I don't want to beat it up. I like where we went with this. And there's just a couple of pitcher talks. I kind of a couple of pitching situations I want to get into real quick. One being uh the Dodgers, obviously David Price, you mentioned already opting out. Who do you like, Yancey, to, to take that spot? And who do you think actually has the maybe maybe more uh, long term or full season upside out of the uh, out of the options? What what were the options you you broke up? Mike Trout and who? <laughs> I, I well, I was talking about uh, the David Price opting out. Oh, okay. And uh, the the Dodgers rotation, obviously, it's May, Stripling, and Gonsolin. Mm-hmm. Gonsolin gets no love, it seems like. Stripling's talking about – he's already been stretched out to three innings. They're talking about stretching him out to six. May should be ready to throw five. Mm-hmm. I'd like Stripling to be the guy, but where are you at in that? I drafted Stripling in a, in a bunch of leagues, including 2GFBI, where I was anticipating – him being a long reliever, right? That's just mm-hmm. a back-end guy who can bolter some wins. I At this point, I think Ross Stripling, like the writing is kind of on the wall. They tried to Detroit. They tried to, to trade him. Listen to me. They tried to trade him. They have messed around with his workload and his role for years. I don't think that suddenly now, whenever he's given another opportunity, they're just going to thrust him into the starting rotation. I don't think that's going to happen. I think more likely we're going to see Destin May, and then we're going to see, uh, you know, Ross Stripling. Maybe he becomes one of those hybrid, uh, you know, what they've been rumored with Trevor Bauer, where, or he's he's actually you know pitching three or four innings every four days or something like that. I think that's way more likely because he's proven to be effective in that role than him just being thrust into the starting rotation and you know he's all of a sudden he's a workhorse. I don't think that's going to happen at all. Do you think that boosts his value a little bit as far as win potential? If it, assuming he's not starting games, if he's coming in as Urias's piggyback or Dustin May's piggyback as the as the fourth inning guy? Yeah, I, I I'm a little reticent on at on. You know, like everybody keeps talking about like, oh, yeah, Yusmero Petit, he's going to be super valuable this year. Like everybody keeps mentioning like the same handful of guys. I think Ross Stripling is the one case where you could you could say, all right, well, it actually makes a ton of sense because the Dodgers are predicted to win, you know, the most games out of anybody. Right. So maybe he does get four or five wins. Maybe he actually does get a couple of saves. You know, Kenley Jansen's role is up in the air. Like we don't know what his health situation is with his congenital heart Mm -hmm. problems or whatever. But. Um, man, I don't know. I, he's one of those guys where I'm taking like towards the back end of the draft. And if I get a couple of wins from him, I'm ecstatic. I know the ratios are going to be good, but like anticipating that he gets any type of workload role, I think it's just, I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of risky. It's an unnecessary risk for the most part. And his, his ADP is like skyrocketing. Yeah. That's where I get frustrated. Cause I was actually a big stripling guy. Mike, I know you're the, you're the SP streamer guy. Come on, Mike, where's your pitching? That's his handle. This? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I did a little, a quick deep dive on him recently. Um, I like some of his breaking stuff, but I agree. You know, I kind of feel like they're going to end up tandeming that spot with him in May. And um, I don't think I like, I, I certainly would bump him up, but I don't think probably as much as high as he's going to end up going. 
Um, but yeah, I think he might go behind May actually. And yeah, definitely going to get you some wins. Um, you know, if he just does like three innings or something like that uh, in that role. So, I mean, again, I think his value goes up, but I, I bet you it's going to go way above what he's actually worth. Cause I think people are going to get way too excited about it. And the Dodgers toy with their rotation. And I, you know, I tweeted out uh, a couple weeks ago, I think like it, the only Dodgers that I'm drafting that are pitchers right now are, you know, Bueller and Kershaw because everybody else, it's like, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with them. And the Dodgers just always Dodger and mess with everything. So mm-hmm. there's just too unpredictable to take a chance as much as people love your eyes. You know, I just, I could see them letting him only go four innings. Who the hell knows? What do you think about Bueller and his comments about being a slow starter? Like, that legitimately concerned me. Like I'm, yeah, ready. I legitimately uh, dropped him. Like I'm like, I'm. You know what? If the guy says he's a slow starter, he's. It seems like he's behind all the other pitchers in camp, even if it's just a little bit. He wasn't throwing when the other guys were. I'm kind of knocking him down just a little bit. He's in the same tier, but instead of being my number three pitcher, I'm having I have him behind Bieber and Clevenger for the simple fact I think Frank not only is their division probably arguably the easiest for them to pitch in the Indians that is and Clevenger and Bieber, but we're talking about guys that Francona loves to pitch his guys. His guys are going to throw six innings probably from jump, maybe yeah. five and six. That is, so I think the you, gotta, is gonna you, be there. you have to not to cut you off, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, you have to be careful so with like with like the Cleveland situation, right? Do they let their guys go super long? Because that's they their philosophy, or or do their guys go super long because they're very good, right? Both. I guarantee you, if they had pitcher, if they had an entire staff of, of pitchers that were genuinely struggling, they would not be, you know, they would not have this reputation as letting their guys go super deep into games. That's true. You know I mean, it is all about being competitive. And um, yeah. Michael, just to go back to like the point that you said, I think you, you you said it's like within that whatever you said, like you said one line that is absolutely perfect. Ross Stripling's value does improve, but it will not be proportionate to how much his ADP rises. Yeah. So that, so yes, it is. This does benefit him that David Price isn't there, but it is not going to fall in line with where he's going to be drafted. Like he's he's going to be going up 40, 50, 60 slots. But yeah, that's a, that's exactly where we're at. And you mentioned Trevor Bauer. How do you like him if he does go on that pitch every four day type of thing? You as in Yancey. Are you yes. talking? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to clarify. My apologies. I'm not the greatest host sometimes. I like to um, focus on Yancey here, man. Yancey, go ahead. Honestly, for a lot of my drafts, I've been kind of doing the, you know, like the Nick Pollock thing where, you know, I've I, I've I've waited seven, eight rounds before I take a starting pitcher. And, you know, sometimes I'm I'm, I'm doing the two out of the three first. And I like how both of the, the roster constructions land. I, I do like it. I've been liking Trevor Bowers, like that dude where he's, I mean, if you look at last year, I think he had like 250 strikeouts guys like regardless of what you want to say like he did not lose you your league yeah it was kind of disappointing from a you know from accounting sets you know not not counting sets but from his era in his whip kind of sucked absolutely but he still gave you a ton of innings and a ton of strikeouts and i think that's going to be super valuable if he does pitch every four days there is a legitimate chance that he leads the league in innings pitched and strikeouts and i want that like i absolutely want that i mean he's you know he he's a little bit of a, a of a tough own it's it's extremely frustrating watching him but i mean strikeouts is money and Every fourth day, yes, please give me that win potential there too, because that bullpen is solid and it's a good mm-hmm. Reds team. Yeah. I like him a lot there, and he's the type of guy that if you t- if you are going to target him going into a draft, maybe you want to be smart because ratios are the only question. They could be elite, they could be trash. I think we could. I think he's the type of guy you make sure you get yourself a Scherzer or that type of ace potential guy 
mm-hmm. pair him. And if you're going to take Bowers number two, you kind of hedge your bets on the ratios while establishing a solid one-two punch, getting the innings, the wins, and the Ks that way, yep. getting the ratios a little safe, and maybe grab a high-end reliever to help even more with ratios. Mm-hmm. I hate using this example because everybody uses this example, but like Kyle Hendricks pairing him Don't with Trevor Bauer. <laughs> yeah. Everybody uses that. Like they think of like the one in like Soroka or something like that. Yeah, yeah. those are like the yep. two guys everybody always gravitates towards. But yeah, in that scenario, I would absolutely pair those two together. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it just makes sense. And honestly, I, I forgot to do this at the top of the show. So we're going to talk about it real quick. Yancey, I'm still somewhat new to the industry. I've been here a little over a year now, probably a year and a half. It, Mike it feels well. longer, Mike. Well, dude, I, literally, I, I, get, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I apologize. I've been all over, I, just, I keep myself busy, man. I'm all over the place. I try to be. I'm always starting something new or being a part of something, whatever. I'm yeah. rambling. My point is, though, is I don't know where you came from, how the love started, what your background is. And I'm genuinely curious and interested to hear all about it. So please. Um, Yeah. I mean, this is literally the least interesting part. I'll try to keep it super brief. Um, I've been on Twitter for, I think, 11 years. Uh, Most of those 11 years, I had almost no following whatsoever. Even now, like I have less than 5,000 followers. You guys, I mean, Michael already, you've, me. I think you have twice as many as I do. Curlin, you'll 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 catch me soon because I, I don't I don't produce content. I don't write. I don't podcast regularly. I have podcasted in the past. Um, like my one of my best friends, and I consider him like a, a mentor of mine is uh, Chris McBride. He's a Canadian guy, and we started podcasting together years and years ago. Um, you know, I podcasted with uh, Joe Pispia for a while. Um, you know, from the Fancy Black Book and stuff. Um, and then uh, of course, like uh, I, I did whenever Chris McBride left, I took over the Dear Mr. Fantasy podcast with uh, Mike Yavnielli and Jason Consoli. And then we kind of shuttered that. And, um, you know, for a long time I was working in retail management. Um, I was a store manager at Target and uh, that was a really, really rough life as far as like schedule, work-life balance, everything like that. So um, I kind of had to stop podcasting just because nobody likes being that dude out of like the three guys that has to cancel or postpone or reschedule podcasts all, mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? And, you know, like just trying to, coordinate with this with you guys i'm like it's a yes now but like like give me an out in case i can't do it just because my schedule even now as a as a real estate agent is so erratic but um long story short i I, i've always just reached out to people and whenever a podcast asks for emails or itunes reviews i was that guy that did it um and that comes from me you know being a podcaster and only ever getting like really negative emails like a i've told this before but the the um the first email I ever got from my actual podcast email, you know, Chris hooked me up with the podcast email. It was um, uh, I'm not sure if Yancey is 12 years old or gay, and uh, that was I was like, wow, you know, like <laughs> did not expect. Like, that made me cringe a little bit. I hate people. Like, oh, and I, and I just, saw the worst. just like, wow, okay, well, I mean, that's that's something out there. But you guys know this, like, you guys you guys put out good work, and you guys try to do hard, you know, do hard. You guys try to do well. Um, but you just have haters and stuff like that. But long story short, like I've always reached out to people whenever I see somebody, I don't care if you have 16 followers, if you're interesting, if you're trying, even if your stuff's not the best, like I'm, I'm going to go take a look at it. I'm going to, I'm going to leave reviews for you. You know, I'm sending text messages and DMS like behind the scenes, like getting people to boost your stuff. And, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, virtue signal or whatever, but, um, you know, like that's, that's what makes this community like really great is that there are a lot of friends, excuse me. And, um, like I, I just align myself, I think with really good people and, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be like a relatively nice guy. The last couple of weeks I have kind of gotten into a couple of tits with, a um, with some people on, on Twitter, which I personally think they deserve it. And I kept it pretty professional, but, um, if, if I tell you your tweet sucks, then, uh, you really, <laughs> you're really doing something because you've gotten under my skin, but I'll leave it at that. Oh, so how come, yeah. how come, Yancy, how come you never, uh, like wrote written articles? 
I honestly, I just don't have time. Um, I, I, I do some, I, I, I do work outside of real, real estate, uh, writing and creating content and stuff like that. That's a little on like the DL. I don't really talk about it a whole lot. So um, I can write, I do have writing chops, um, but I do so much of that for just, you know, daily life and sustenance and stuff. Gotcha. Whenever I have free time, I don't necessarily want to sit down and, do it. and, yeah. and write. <laughs> it's just so much more fun to read like people like you guys, you know, and it's yeah, free yeah. All the time. So yeah, that's yeah. that question. Gotcha. Again, I told yeah. you this is going to be boring and I delivered. It is ex- extremely boring. No, 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 it's not boring. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's boring at all. I like it because you're like one of a kind. <laughs> yeah, you really are. And honestly, dude, you always you like even Mike here says it, Doctor. We call him Doctor. That's his nickname. You you do undersell yourself, dude. You are like you are very important to this industry. And I mean, I know you don't see yourself as being such, but being that you promote so much content, being that you are so supportive, you have to realize and somebody who as someone who created content, you have to understand and how 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 much that means to somebody, especially because you think your following isn't a lot, but for over four thousand followers, that's a lot to somebody like me who's starting up starting off a year ago was like barely had 100 or 200 followers and seeing someone like you follow me back and support my work and shine me out that means the world to somebody like me because that means I, my work's being recognized and oh, I, I try to pay it forward as well i mean yeah. i i have been told that i need to learn how to take compliments a little more graciously so i will just say thank you <laughs> there you go I, I, i'm also very bad i think i think i get a little bit more i get a little bit more representation than i probably deserve considering the fact that you know people there are people legitimately making content and helping people people be better players but i i do appreciate that so thank you yeah. Well, because there's two sides of this, man. We, we we create the content, you support it, and look, you get as much love, if not more sometimes than us, and that's great. Honestly, I support the amount of support you give. I just think it's fantastic. For the all right, community. all right. We're already, we're talking about me way too much. I don't. Yeah, there it is. There it is. He hates it. He hates it. Um, Mike likes to keep going on and on. And yeah, because I just want to make sure you truly understand, but obviously, obviously you get it. So I don't need you to get it. Like, it. I, I'm bad at that. I'm bad at letting things go, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, somewhere. Mike, you should know you've been working with me behind the scenes for quite some time now, since the beginning of it all. Sounds it feels like. Uh, let's move on to schedules. I want I, I see everybody breaking down schedules on Twitter in a shortened season with so much going on. How much weight do you put in the schedules, Mike? Uh, you know what? I've always <laughs> been someone who doesn't really take that into account. Um, just because I feel like you always get as much as you you know or think you know, you always end up. There's always these teams that surprise people every year, and you know sometimes the team comes out of nowhere and they're really good, and um, you know so I I feel like it's a little you know almost not uh, not to sign me, but it's almost a little foolish to like look into it that much. Um, that being said, I mean it, it obviously it has a little impact, um, you know, and can certainly help out. Uh, it's a you know, tiebreaker thing. Yeah, I mean, I would I would take it into account a little bit, but that's as far as I would go, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, what about you? That's just my opinion. I, I mostly agree. I think it's mostly noise. I mean, teams, Michael, like you said it perfectly, like teams, their, their performance year over year, especially wins, which is the flukiest of all, but we, we take that into account whenever we're when we're calculating what the actual strength of schedule is, as opposed to any type of advanced metrics, like we have this blind spot where it's like, Oh, well they won 90 games last year. This is how we determine strength of schedule. I think it's a lot of noise. Um, I mean, unless it's the most extreme cases, which is like, Oh oh no, the, you know, Baltimore has the worst schedule as far as strength of schedule. Yeah. Obviously because every team they're playing one more games than they did. Like that is like, obviously they're going to have the hardest schedule because they can't play themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They cannot play themselves, and that has a huge bearing on this, especially in a shortened season. Um, unless it's unless it's Twins hitters, you know, and, and most of the NL Central teams, they do have a, a cushier schedule on paper. But I, I think it's mostly just 
it's, it's just noise. If you're using that to get on or off a player, I think you're kind of making a mistake. Um, but like you said, Mike, like I, I do think it, it serves some purpose as a, as a tiebreaker. If you're really close on two people, if you're in the 15th round, you need another starting pitcher and you're looking between two guys, it's like, well, you know, maybe I do want like this pitcher versus that one because he plays in the NL central. But other than that, I think that's it. I think the centrals get the biggest boost out of all this just because of all oh, the, they, they, they definitely do the bottom going teams. AL and NL centrals, like they both just gain. So I don't want to harp on strength of schedule because again, we've seen teams just blow up with that said, actually, Yancy, what team I know this wasn't again, this wasn't on the outline. So hopefully you have a team. Maybe you don't, but is there a team that might surprise us that you aren't expecting to show out or people aren't expecting to show out this year? Uh, San Diego. You think so? You think that they can win the West? Or? Absolutely. I think they have enough top end talent and I think that they have such a deep system that, um, you know, even if they get wrecked by COVID, I think that they, they can go really, really deep. I mean, it's the same with the Rays and the Dodgers. Like these are three of some of the, you know, just the most deep organizations. So if they get off to a hot start where there are five or six games over 500 and, you know, as other teams are taking losses and, and having to cycle players in and out, you know, like look at look at the Angels. That's not a particular. I know it's gotten better. Their farm system has gotten better in the last couple of years. But these are teams that are that want to contend, but they do not have great farm systems. So that depth is absolutely crucial. But I mean, the Padres can go deep. Like they can go really, really deep. And I, I I've just been. This is partially because I I've tweeted out multiple times that we're going to have a Rays Padres World Series here very very soon. Just because you know, Sammy Reed, who's one of my best friends, he uh he's a Padres fan. You know, I'm a Rays fan kind of thing. But um, I, I really like what the Padres are building. I think in like a year or two, they're if they can acquire like one or two just like ace pitchers with some of that that depth that they have, they're going to be just disgusting for a long time. One hundred percent agree, Mike. Do you have an, a team that stands out or sticks out to you? I don't. I didn't even think about it again. I, um, came for this. I don't think. I mean, they're not necessarily a dark horse, but uh, I I really like the Reds, man. Um, I I love that pitching staff. Uh, you know, especially if Bauer goes back to 2018 Bauer, which I don't know if it's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I just think that that staff can really carry them. I like their offense. So um, I'm actually might bet on them this year. <laughs> and the doctor hit us up again with the uh, – does the with a question, does the S, does San Diego have enough SP? Honestly, this is a season where you might not need it. They have the bullpen. They have Pomeranz. They have Munoz. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Munoz. And again, now, sorry. But they have other – Pagan and 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 they and they can trade their surplus depth for yeah. an SP. Like it's there's there's gonna be tons of teams like like don't be surprised if you see Matthew Boyd like on the on the Padres in a month. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, like a Sandy like a Sandy Alcantara. Even from the Mar the Marlins could be selling off some of their pieces. Yep. Caleb Smith. Yeah, I'm, all fan. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting them all to be sold off, and I'm okay with that. The one thing I do think honestly does matter though is um the miles traveled. I think that could actually have an impact on teams because that pisses me off. Well, how they're so such extremes. <laughs> the extreme. Oh, the Rays. Oh, yeah. the, Rays, the, Rays, the Rays are traveling almost double the miles that the Yankees are. Yeah, I'm, I was just, and I, I found that, and I was like, this is very inter interesting, just because I think there is something to this. It might cause, you know, we've all traveled jet lag. We're talking more games in less days, not a ton more games in less days, because they were going to have a similar. I remember hearing the schedules weren't going to be terribly different starting July 24th, but there's still more games in less days with potential rainouts, so they have to make those games up, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I, should, I should take a breath here and there. Uh, I'm just looking. At, <laughs> I'm just looking at some of these. These it's like legitimate extremes. You have the Brewers at the very lowest as far as miles as far as miles traveled at three thousand nine hundred sixty two, but then the Rangers at fourteen thousand seven hundred six. Mm -hmm. Could this be something that plays just a little bit into again more of a tiebreaker thing? Because I just think there's a little, not a lot, but there is a little something to it. 
Anybody, I don't care who jumps down this one. I didn't. <laughs> didn't I mean, it. I'm sure it. I'm sure there's definitely, obviously, some fatigue that happens. I feel like I've heard about players kind of complaining about it in the past and how tough it can be. Um, but is it affecting the way I draft? No. <laughs> no and also, also, so these 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 teams, these organizations, are used to a 162 game schedule where they're they're traveling three to four times as much. Great point. So is is a, is a player that's traveling 10,000 miles going to feel those effects more than a, a player that's traveling 5,000 miles? Yes, I think so. But also I think that most of these players were already acclimated to that to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it is such a minute difference. This, this is the type of story. This is the type of data point where you really have to be careful, right? Is this signal or is this noise? Are you actually hurting your process by inputting more information? Because I guarantee you, if you start picking players because of travel miles, the total distance that the team has to travel, you you are going to like not see the forest or the trees. So like really, really be careful with stuff like this. It's it's neat to look at and it's kind of yeah. like, oh, that sucks or whatever. And it's nice to have like as an excuse if your team underperforms. <laughs> whatever, look how much we had to travel. But um, yeah. a lot of this stuff is is, is noise. And I, I think this is noise. Yeah, totally. I got you. All right. Well, that kind of covers all the information we came ready with. Yancey, I don't know if 15 minutes is, is more than enough. I'm sure it will be. But... We're gonna let you kind of take over from here, man. This is your show now, your podcast. Because the oh, by the way, I'm sure. Can you're I admit that I'm nervous right now? I'm a little. No, don't bit, be. I'm a little <laughs> bit, but at the same time, yes, you know, you know these. Just remember, keep it family friendly ish because these do go on the podcast streams. These are simulcasts on both of our. What do you? <laughs> My podcast isn't family friendly. You don't have to listen to them. All right. Um, so, in all seriousness, like this is just like a. I want you guys to treat this as like a date, okay? So I'm trying to find <laughs> out things about you guys. Like, you know, like we 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 interact on Twitter a lot, right? But mm-hmm. I, in all seriousness, like when we were planning this this podcast out, and I was talking to Michael, and he was talking about, hey, we need to push it back from you know Tuesday to Wednesday or Wednesday. I can't remember what day today is. Yeah. But my, my, job, my job. Because Mike had a job, and I didn't. Day. It's not that I didn't realize that you didn't have a job. It's that I didn't know that that's what you did. So. Like I want to ask both of you first. Like, tell your audiences. Like, what do you guys do professionally? Like, what what does that look like? Start with you, Carlin. Go ahead, Mike. No, oh, we're not. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not the host. I'm sorry. I forget this. Uh, I'm a firefighter paramedic by trade, and I worked uh, shift work, so it's 24 on, 48 off. Mm-hmm. But with with the COVID going crazy, and with other just external factors, mandates are happening a lot more. So mm-hmm. that's what happened. Uh, I got mandated for work yesterday. The show was supposed to happen yesterday, 24 hours ago. And I got mandated. And of course, I work another double coming up. So I'm a, I'm a busy man right now. And that does, I mean, that's the brunt of it. It's a fun job. I love what I do. Really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Great. For, it's a lot of fulfillment, but it also does get in the way of me doing this is a hobby. I love what I love doing this, but it's definitely uh, challenging at times. Mm-hmm. Michael? Yeah, my job is a lot more boring than uh, Curlin's over there. Um, I'm, stories. I'm something what's called a freight broker. So I'm basically between manufacturers and trucking companies. Uh, manufacturers hire us to move their freight because they don't know how to essentially. So um, yeah, I just like basically coordinate a bunch of stuff. I'm like a middleman essentially. Do you, are you able to work remotely or do you have to work in an office? Um, I can work remotely, but my boss basically demands we're in the office. <laughs> I was I was working remotely the past couple of months just because of you know everything that was going on, but uh, I just started back in the office this week. Yeah, my uh, my sister I, that I referenced earlier that contracted COVID, her boss also mandated that they all worked inside, even though they were set up to work remotely, and like 15 people got COVID. So it's crazy. Um, that's what I think about that decision. I think it sucks. Yeah. Um, what, when is you guys' birthday? We'll start with you, Michael. May 21st. Oh, Michael. which one's Michael? Should I go Curland or Simeone? Or... You can call me Curland or... That would work better, probably. Last okay. name might work better. Okay, all right. 
And so, you said my last name right, which is nice. Yeah, there's an E on it. It's not Simeon. It's not Simon. So Simeon, what's your name? A lot of people say Simeone. Um, March Italian. 7th, 1990. March 7th? Yep. In Kurland? May 21st. May 21st. Okay, we need to speed up because I do actually have like a ton of questions. That's okay. fine. Take your time. If we go over the time limit, who cares? Okay. All right. Uh, so you guys both have podcasts. You guys are both like really ramping up as far as content goes. So why why fantasy baseball? Why is it why is this your thing that you're doing? And do you have another interest that if you weren't doing fantasy, you would do? Simeon. Uh, um, I mean, why baseball? I mean, it's yeah, obviously my favorite sport. Um, you know, I grew up on it, helped me get through a tough time in the past. So uh, it kind of means a lot to me. And I just I just happen to like spring upon uh, the account and everything. I actually started because a friend of mine runs a ho- fancy hockey account. I was like, oh, it's a good idea. Let me try baseball. So it kind of just happened. Um, if I didn't have this, I mean, I'd probably be a little more into I, I really enjoy comic books and stuff like that. So I'd probably oh, that's I was not expecting that. OK, yeah. that's kind of weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just it's just out there. It just doesn't. It's just like it, it's you? like. It's like yeah, you can't see behind me, but and no. I can't really disconnect my. But I have like this bookshelf full of like comic book shit. It's it's like last week whenever you said like, oh yeah, I have like four or five tattoos, and I was like, for some reason that does not. <laughs> Everyone, fit, does but I well, you know what I mean. Like, tattoo, yeah. it's unfair to say because I'm I, I just have like this idealized version of you from what I get off the internet. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. imperfect information. But Curlin, what about you? Uh, baseball, man. I just grew up playing. It was one of those things where I just played. Um, I got to high school. I actually shared a weight room with JD Martinez of all things. And, and Mike Napoli went to my high school as well. So it was actually pre-star started high school at the time. And <laughs> JD, 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 JD Martinez wasn't the nicest guy back then, but I don't know how he is now. So I can't speak to that. <laughs> However, uh, I just, I kind of lost interest in baseball in high school. Kind of honestly got busy chasing girls and all that. And then a few, like I'd say about, I don't know, five, seven years later, I was like, let me try fantasy baseball. A buddy of mine got me into it. Hey, this girl and, thing isn't really working out. Let me try this. You know, I, 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 basically, I ended up, mar- I ended up, well, now I'm married with kids, so it worked out well enough. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I ended up, I was like, I need a hobby. I need something to do. And my buddy got me into fantasy baseball. I was like, all right, cool. Let's try this out. And honestly, five years later, I'm, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like, I find myself arguing with this podcast. I'm like, I don't agree with what they're saying. I'm like, this is, I'm like, all right, this is it. Here comes, here comes the content. Like, this is when I'm going to just start putting it out there. And that's kind of how it just started. I was like, I just have an opinion. I love to talk, obviously. And mm-hmm. I talk fast, so it's great. And I'm like, I'm just going to put it out there, see what happens. And it's been well-received. I treat people like I want to be treated in terms of, like, I try to pay it forward. I try to promote other people's work because mm-hmm. I didn't have, I didn't know the industry for what it was when I got into it. So I honestly don't – It was. I feel like I'm trying to give what other people didn't have. But regardless, that's a whole. No- that's another. Ta- I call it tangent time with Mike now. Yeah, it's I'm gonna cut. Time. I'm gonna cut you off because we have like you're gonna have more opportunities to talk. Yeah, but Mike will never give you a short answer. Short, will just short, short, an- <laughs> short answer. If I wasn't doing this, su- surprise, surprise, it'd probably be fantasy football because was my first ever fantasy sport. I just found baseball more intriguing. It's like chess the checkers. I got you. Okay, very quickly, Marty Tallman asked in the chat, Yancey, who's your favorite player of all time and your favorite fast food joint? Um, Probably five guys because I eat there the most. And it's one of the few places that my wife likes as far as fast food goes. And my favorite player, um, I came to baseball late. I did not play baseball at all in my entire childhood. Never played in Little League. Never, nothing, ever. So me getting into baseball is super weird. But um, as far as like the actual like person, Johan Santana, I met when I was working at Target because he trained in Fort Myers. And he had just had his surgery and he was literally like in a sling. And my like 20-year-old, like still brain not fully developed jerk self asked him to sign a ball 
whenever he was in a sling <laughs> and he did and he was so freaking nice and i've that's always awesome. i've always remembered him for that like he was like the classiest nicest guy um but yeah that's that's a tangent that's awesome um okay so what do you guys like both of you guys are, are are getting an audience pretty fast and it's like really cool to see right so i'll start with you curlin what do you think is your niche what are you bringing to fantasy because everybody knows this everybody has a podcast right everybody's starting a website and competition is great, right? Iron sharpens iron. You want you want people to be getting involved with this because competition breeds success and excellence, right? So what do you do that is different and that is special? What is your niche? I I don't know. I that's a that's a tough question. I gotta say my personality is kind of what stand puts I've always heard that my goofy kind of like always something happening between the malfunctions, me sleeping. It's just kind of embodied who I like my personality being who I am has really become like its own cartoon character. It I is a lot. Kind of, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I don't know how to take that. Is that a compliment or like a bad? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a lot too. I'm absolutely a lot. Okay. I don't know how to take that, right? Like that's why I feel like me, you and I kind of connect. We don't. I guess that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Some people hate it. Some people like it. Listen, I think that, was, just... that was not to cut you off. I'm sorry. That was like my mantra in high school. Like I either was your absolute favorite or you absolutely hated me. Like I was prom king my senior year, but I also like. There was a lot of people who did not like me. Like I was suspended from school a lot. I got into a lot of trouble. Like, yeah, I've I, I know that life. Simeon, what what about you? What is your what is your um your value proposition? What is your niche that you bring to the uh, the industry? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's what I built everything on, which is uh, I guess streaming. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I started the account, and I guess it was a nice little niche that uh, no one really you know, I guess solely dives into too much. Uh, so I'd say that. And then also I just think I try and be super personable to everybody. Um, I try and answer every single person who asked me a question. I would never, I could have, you know, half a million followers. I would never, you know, lock my DMS. I want whoever has a question to be able to get to me. Um, mm -hmm. so I just think I, I guess that's what I bring. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you right there. Oh, well. The DMs um, thing gets tough sometimes. Though, I'll tell you that because it I, does. I, it I, does. Oh my god! I'm not even like I said. I don't really even like portray myself as an analyst, but sometimes it is legitimately overwhelming. But keep doing it. Like I still want to help people. Like I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm too busy or too big time for that. But it is a lot. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. How? We'll, we'll start with you, Simeon. How did you meet your wife? What? What is that story? Um, so actually I went to high school with her and I never spoke to her ever actually in high school. And then, um, in college I had a mutual friend, and we ended up seeing each other through mutual friend and just got to talking and that was it. <laughs> Not okay. a great story. <laughs> All right. Curlin. Uh, one of those pay order brides. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> mail order, <laughs> mail order, whatever it was. Mail, I, I, I'm three beers deep. I'm starting to feel a little bit. Um, she, uh, no, we were actually, we worked together. I met her after high school. Uh, it just happened to line up that way. She was a hostess. I was a waiter. I used to wait tables for years and, um, it just kind of happened. We just, she actually quit. That's when we hung out. Cause she had actually a strict thing about not dating coworkers. So she quit. We actually hung out like two weeks later. And then the rest is literally history. There's, there's an expression now. There's an expression for not dating people that you work with, but you said that this is a family friendly show. So no, I, won't, say it. I won't say <laughs> don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Um, very quickly. I met my <laughs> wife. Uh, she actually dated, she went to school in a different, uh, 
in a different county than I did. And uh, I was like a band nerd and stuff in high school, but I, you know, I did ROTC and track and stuff too. Um, but uh, she dated our drum major who I hated. Like I hated him. Like he was like the worst dude in the school. And, you know, she was just always around, but I wasn't her friend. And then after high school, I actually moved to Gainesville, Florida to go to school for a little bit. And uh, I just like started talking to her online. And one night I got hurt and I got a concussion and they sent me home. And I was like online on Facebook back whenever Facebook was still like super new. And I was just like, literally like my brain's swelling and like, I'm just like not making sense online. And, and she literally, she's messaged me your number and she's like, call me. And she stayed up with me all night cause she was worried about me. Uh, and then I was instantly like, Hey, listen, like, that story. I was literally like, listen, I am going to take you on a date the next time I'm in Fort Myers, like 100%. And literally three days later, I was driving three or four times a week, you know, 15, 20 hours a week to go see her because that's how like crazy it was for her. We, uh, we, we, we were married in four months. <laughs> True love story that's right awesome. there. Yeah, I, four months. We, she, she was pregnant in three. Oh, you know what? You, you realize, I don't know if you know this, but I live in Florida too, Yancey. I, I did realize this. Yes. I wasn't sure if you, I wasn't yeah. sure if you knew that. <laughs> Well, I didn't just doesn't like want to hang out with you, Mike. That's why, you know, I that's why. we live on the opposite side of the state. I live in Daytona, the Daytona yeah. Beach area. I should that's say that's actually that's actually pretty far. Like that's not yeah. just like oh, I'll just go see you for lunch or whatever. Yeah, I know. Like that would be Alex Fast comes down here. His parents have a condo in Sarasota, and he, you know, yeah. we tried to link up a couple times, and it. I'm like, dude, like you're two hours away. Like it's not just it's like a, hey, yeah. you know, deuces. Like that's half a day kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like a hey, there's a game this weekend. You want to go meet for the game? That's like because you're a Rays fan. I actually, they're my second favorite team. I mean, they're just fun to watch. I enjoy going to Rays game. Favorite team? Yeah, they're, well, I'm they're a Marlins mine fan. Too. Like they're I'm, my I'm favorite AL team. team. Yeah, well, to be need- honest, I'm a Marlins fan, and those don't really exist. So I'm trying to hitch yeah. onto a decent team in the Mar- in the Florida area. Yeah, I got and- you. I got you. All right, we got to <laughs> speed this up because I have a bunch of questions. Um, go ahead, this is man. Just a, this is just a yes or no answer, both of you, really quick. Okay, can you drive a stick shift? No, sort of. Okay, if you say sort of, the answer is no. I can, I, I can ish. Okay. Okay. Uh, are either of you left-handed? No. No. Left-footed uh, though. I don't care about that. Who cares about <laughs> that? Um, I don't. I kick with my left foot. I don't know. <laughs> what What is your ultimate goal for fantasy? Okay, assuming everything goes right, like where Where do you want to take it? What is the What What is the final set? We'll start with you, Krillin. Ooh. The world is my oyster, my friend. No, okay, I, uh, we'll start with Simeon. I, I just said yeah. we have to hurry. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I, man. I don't, know, um, man. I, I don't even know. I, I, um, you, go. I, you know, I, I, it's not like I want to like work for a professional team or anything. Um, I just want a website that people love to go to and enjoy. Mm-hmm. How simple is that? Pretty much the same thing. I just want to be a part of the community, give back as much as I can. Be a and eventually become a pillar of the community. I want to be like, I would love to eventually earn my way up to be that type of like Eno Saris type. Not I'll I'll never be as smart as Eno. I won't ever say that's my niche. I'll never yeah. be that guy. But I want to be that type of presence in the industry. Somebody that can give back as much as he can, but at the same time still be as approachable and as cool as ever. Yeah, I love that answer. Okay, um, did either of you collect anything as a child? Legos. Legos. Yeah, nothing. nothing. I collect more. I collect cards now as an adult, but nothing as a child. Yeah, I, I've seen, you're you're really putting in like you're, Money. you're jeopardizing your family's financial future. Like you sure. are. <laughs> <laughs> My wife does not listen to these podcasts, but if she did, she would. <laughs> I put a few hundreds. I might put a thousand dollars a year in your cards easily, honestly, which isn't that much, but it is a lot at the same time. Okay, this this next question: What is the ideal way that you take in a baseball game? So I'm not just talking about like what is your TV. I'm talking about your setup. What are you drinking? What time of day? Where are you? Who are you with? That type of thing. We'll start with Simeon. Wait, going to a game or at home? 
at home. I don't care about going to the ballpark. Um, during the day, outside, it's hot out. <laughs> what are you eating? Uh, what are you drinking? Like what? What is that? Uh, like? Eating chips and dip and burgers while drinking. I don't. I don't like beer, so anything but us uh, bourbon. Okay, Kurland. I'm my, my family hates sports. My kids, I can't get them into. It, I try. So I set this up behind me. You can see behind me right now. There's a moon man drinking a beer. You can't see the beer, but there's a beer in his hand. That's my new setup. That's my new ideal thing. I'm going to be sitting here in my chair, drinking a beer, having some wings, some chips, it's just snacks. I'm going to have two games going on there. One on my iPad. And as the whole, I literally set this up for baseball. Mm-hmm. I was like, screw it. I'm investing. This is my ideal setup. I got my two monitors, my iPad, three games at once. And I'm going to have a great time just watching baseball. Pick, picking out and having a great time that's gonna be my ideal situation okay nice i uh i like having i like watching inside because it is hot as hell here in florida it's oh yeah awful mm. most overrated state in the union easily right yep. awful um <laughs> terrible I, I hate it you're not kidding dude I, I was talking about the other day what happened when i was a kid i did not mind the heat i hated it when i was an adult yeah and this is coming from a guy that has to sell Florida real estate in order to survive. That's a problem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's great. You guys should come here. Let me know if you need. Yeah. Anything yeah. To buy I, I, work in, I work in gear all day, dude. You think that's fun in this heat anyway? Um, what, another question. Okay. I always ask this question cause I genuinely want to know, do you guys think that we are alone in the universe? No, I know. I'm all, I'm uh, no chance. It's zero. I'm so, open-minded. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. But uh, <laughs> There's got to be right, something out there. The universe is ginormous. We're like a speck in the universe. How can there not be something else? Assuming, well, they, they think we are. We, they don't really know. Do they really know? I They're agree. just assuming. <laughs> um, that's that's probably like one aspect that I don't really tweet out a lot, but uh, I'm very much into that that realm. Astronomy, cosmology, mm-hmm. or the universe, that type of thing. It's like, I, I, I'm dying to find like one or two people that like absolutely love talking about that stuff. And it's actually really, really, really hard to find. Do you guys have a... a you mentioned comic books earlier, Simeon, but do you guys have like a, a not sports related activity or hobby or something weird about you that you're really into? I wish. Uh, <laughs> I'm so dedicated to sports. Like I said, even my other hobby is collecting baseball cards. I do enjoy bowling. I used to be really decent at it. Not great. That's kind of sport. Though. It. Yeah, it's a sport. You're right. Um, yeah. Oh no! I really—it's sad. I, I'm such a jock at heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, mine would just be comic books, and I mean, I'm—I constantly watch movies all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy a good like one of those like thriller type books, though. Like I haven't read one in a while, but I'm into like those murder mystery books a little bit, like the little thrillers, like the Who Did It type of things. I, mm-hmm. It's a weird little guilty pleasure of mine. Okay, kind of, like, I want to start getting weirdly enough into poetry too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I like that. I like that. I used to like it. Anyway, that's about it. I'm trying to look if I have any other questions. You guys kind of touched on a lot of them. Do you guys have a prediction that you've made as like within the industry, like a prediction that you were most proud of, like this player is going to do X or this player isn't going to do blank. Do you have anything like that? That kind of stands out as like your, your, your standard bearer of like good predictions. No, nah, I haven't I been s- around long enough, I feel like. <laughs> I started off too high. No, my thing is I set the bar too high for myself. If you go back to listen to my ever first, I think it was my first ever episode of Bases Loaded. My first ever episode, I did a breaker, uh, sleepers, breakouts, and busts. My bust was Vlad Guerrero considering his ADP, which made sense. and Pretty good. It might, it might have been obvious. My breakouts or my, my sleepers were like Josh Bell, uh, Ketel Marte, and Jorge Polanco all last year, which they all had that year. That's which, is cra- which is again, I set the bar too high because if you go back and listen to it, it's all there. And I'm like, uh, now it's like, well, here goes, here goes nothing. I can't, I can't repeat that. So 
I, I, I can only go down from here, unfortunately, but that's where that's mm-hmm. kind of been. Again, I started out, I started out the gates just doing, doing better than I expected. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, um, I have a couple. I, I tweeted years ago that Blake Snell is going to win a Cy Young this decade. And the, that same year he did. So I had that as my pin tweet for a long time. Yeah, yeah I remember, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah that, that, yeah. it just felt so good because like whenever I tweeted that, he literally had like a six ERA and, and like he had like a one five whip. And yeah. it was just so out of the blue. And I just kind of like tweeted it like wishful thinking kind of thing. But yeah. you know, if you if you believe it, like the universal will allow it to, you know, to materialize kind of thing. And then also like, uh, you know, speaking of players that I've I've actually met in the past, I, you know, I mentioned Johan Santana. I uh, I met Corey Dickerson, C. Dick, who was like you know one of my favorite players. Oh, I was super excited when the Rays traded for him, and I would cool. tweet about him so much. I was talking about like you know he's it, it was more fun than anything because at this point he was like kind of like a pretty forgettable player, um, but I tweeted about him so much to where like he actually was voted into the All Star game, and he's since then won a Gold Glove. So like that. I don't know if that counts as a prediction, but I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? So um, that's kind of like a weird one where nobody was on that player. Nobody was predicting Blake Snell was going to win a Cy Young in the next two to three years. And, you know, that yeah. would probably be like the bullseye. But pretty impressive. Um, that is, a, it was pretty awesome. And yeah, I remember seeing that tweet pinned to your thing for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, was try- I was trying to get my wife. It's crooked, babe. I was trying to get my wife to come on camera to say hi, but she won't. My wife absolutely <laughs> will will not come on. Yeah, my crooked. We'll do it after. She's trying to make a shirt right now, live for us to be honest. And I just <laughs> want her not to right now. Yeah. It's a different shirt. It's a new shirt. It's a new. It's a new. It ha- it's this logo. Different. It's, it's this brand. Different logo. And she's trying to. It's just crooked though. So she doesn't yeah. want to hear that. I anyway, quick, she won't come on. I have another quick question. What are you guys' middle names? Vincent. Vincent. David. David. Pretty basic. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. What what is something that that I think people would be or you think people would be surprised to hear about you? I know that's kind of like a very open ended question, but like, is it, it not not necessarily even like something that you're into, but like something that happened to you? Like, were you like a twin and like you you ate your twin in the womb? Something Ooh, like that. <laughs> I wish it was that epic. That would be pretty awesome. I mean, most people when they find out, like at work in my personal life, when they find out I do this, this is like crazy to them. They're like, what? Yeah. Like they, they look at me like I'm crazy for doing this stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. But in this industry, a lot of people find my profession to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a more interesting question, but I just I have more interesting, more interesting answer. But I don't. I'm kind of a boring dude. man. I got three kids. I mean, that's something I don't know. But mm-hmm. I got baby. Stop. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, for me, I wouldn't say there's really much. I mean, the for some reason, like you said, everybody is shocked when I tell them I have tattoos. I don't know why, but I guess that's a thing. Um, but no, I mean, otherwise I just feel like I live a normal life. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys one more question. I want you to be super, super honest with me. Okay. Uh-huh. You, pr- you promise you won't lie to me. Uh, yeah, dude, you have, you have no idea who you're talking to right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Don't lie to me. Okay. Have you ever swam in a pool and not peed in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's Real quick one. answer. No. Well, see, I don't know. I think there might have been one or two, to be completely honest, but it's very rare. Like, I definitely I don't, even, I don't even get why it's that gross. There's chlorine for a reason, right? Yeah, I, 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 I've always kind of been afraid because I remember like one of the first times I ever went to a public pool. First off, I think they're gross. Oh, dude. And I, I don't, I don't frequent. Actually, I don't really frequent any public places, <laughs> especially now. But like, I've never been like that guy that just like gravitates towards like, hey, let's go oh, yeah. be in line and let's go to Disney. No, I don't, I don't, I don't care. 
Um, but I remember going to a public pool with like my aunt at her apartment complex. And uh, I saw some kids jump into the pool and they had that chemical in it that makes it turn purple. Like, oh, that's purple. Amazing. and this pain this kid got, and like every, everybody was literally like, you, you know, everybody's pissing in the pool, right? But <laughs> to see that kid do it, and like this, I was always afraid, like, I don't know if everybody's pissing and, and it's, they just don't have this chemical, but I'm not willing to risk it. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm wrong. I've peed in pools, but like, I was okay. always afraid. You know what I mean? I was always afraid that I was going to be exposed. Like, this is such a weird question. I should have started with this instead of close. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I try to go a little bit more existential, but um, no. This is this is like Florida. This is like a Florida man question. This is a perfect yeah. way to end yeah, it, true. man. Let me let me ask you one more question. Let me a, a oh, better question. Man. I've asked yeah. this before too. So who who in our our little industry, which we think it's so big, it's actually like a really small niche industry, right? Like we see so many people come in and out, though. I think like like our is. biggest yeah. our 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 biggest heroes are like you know, for like the baseball fantasy baseball world is like, Eno Saris, you know what I mean? Or yeah. you know, Nick Pollock, a pitcher list, you know, these and no people. one would know them if you talk to a normal person. Yeah. And we're these, I'm not saying this as like a, as a slight, these are literally like my friends. You know what I mean? I talk to Nick almost every single day, but like, um, you know, he has like 35,000 followers, which don't get me wrong is a lot, but in the grand scheme of Twitter, like oh, we're wow. very, very insular. It's very different. Right, so yes. That's a long way of asking who is somebody that is currently in the industry that is not following you that you want to follow you. Well, Mike got his guy, but um, I want like, like DVR and Eno. I think those two are like the guys that, like I would like I instantly gravitate to. Eno has the personality and the flair and the knowledge. DVR are the same thing. And I feel like I'm a poor man's version of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and ultimately that's where i want to be i think i have the personality i talk too fast and i don't pronunciate i don't have the the, the sexy voice that dvr has mike but i guarantee you i guarantee you that people do not like dvr and Eno because of the speed of, of which they talk that's not the attraction so like if you're thinking that that's like your impediment no, 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 no. That's, that's not part it. of it that's part yeah. of it because i'm a little too over the top sometimes they're just like they are the dudes you want you want to have a beer with you want to hang out with and yeah. they not only are they that down to earth and i met them at i met them at first pitch and they were really that cool in, in real life mm-hmm. but they are the guys that not only can you do that with but then they don't talk down to you if you don't know your stuff they'll listen to you even if you aren't as smart as them quote unquote and they will listen to your opinion respect it and give you mm-hmm. a counterpoint or supporting facts and they are so awesome. They they are everything I think the industry should be. And I ultimately would love like those are my guys. Like if I can get those follows, that would be fantastic because that makes me feel like I've earned like you know what I mean. I know we're wrong. There's a lot of great guys that follow me already. But those are the guys that haven't followed yet, and mm-hmm. those are guys that ultimately I would like to have follow me. Yeah, I I honestly have given that exact same answer. Um, like on a podcast before, I was talking about like for years I wanted Eno to follow me so bad, like so 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 bad, right? And whenever he finally did, it wasn't because I asked him for it. It wasn't because I was blowing up his tweets. It's just like he he found me somehow and he followed me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, like this this honestly feels this 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 feels like you know the president followed me. You know what I mean? But well, that's um, how it was with uh, Spore and and Mason were two of the guys that also made that list that have followed me so they didn't make the mm-hmm. cut so and like i hate to say that like you know bubba's a great guy Batflip, toby like dude there's so many fantastic guys i don't want to sell anybody short mm-hmm. i just happen to have been fortunate enough to have their follows already so they didn't make the list but i just want to put that out there because i don't want to make any make it sound like i'm selling anybody short as mm-hmm. far as guys have already followed me i just want to make sure that this community is fantastic dude i love every aspect of it 
honestly, I think I've made some of my better friends as an adult in it. Like I consider you a, a friend of sorts, Nancy, because you were just such a good dude and mm-hmm. you, and you mean it and everything you, the way you come out, come about it and the way you put yourself out there. Yeah, I know, dude, I'm, I'm real. I'm great, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I know, I know you hate the compliments, but I'm just saying like, in all seriousness, like you are such a good kind hearted guy. All right. We're not doing that Still again. Like that. We're not doing that again. All right. Sorry, man. I'm Michael, sorry. what's, what's, what's your answer? Who, uh, who's somebody that you've always wanted? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so, great. I mean, honestly, before I got into this, my two biggest, um, as I guess you would put it, my two biggest like heroes or people I looked up to were Pollock and Eno. Uh, they both like basically made me fall in love with pitching. Um, so Nick just happened to follow me one day, which was amazing. Eno, I have to admit, I asked for it because <laughs> uh, he was like, I don't. Know, I asked him a question. I was like, by the way, if you want to follow me, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, you shot so, your shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you and it worked really poorly, but you. Um, that was like, that was when he followed me though, back. And then like, I also DM'd him, thank him and responded. And I took screenshots of both of those. That's how like big that was for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, them two were, you know, were huge for me. Um, I don't, I'm not, fo- uh, Brenton Hershey doesn't follow me. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, obviously DVR, like Matt, uh, Mike just mentioned. And, um, I don't know. Weirdly enough, I, I, I think Sealy's pretty cool. I think I like his personality and, uh, you know, kind of what he does too. So I think he'd be kind of, uh, I'd be pretty happy if he followed me. So I guess those three. Just as a random aside, um, this isn't, again, this isn't me throwing shade. I think Jake Seeley is one of the only people who has ever legitimately blocked me. And really? uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's blocked what me did, for a year. What did you do, man? Wow. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I cut, this is a really stupid story, but I'll, I'll try to be quick. A couple of years ago, uh, there was like a meme going around where it's like you could download this app or you, like you could upload a photo to a website and it would tell you what celebrities you look like. I don't know if you guys remember that. And he, really. he uploaded a I'm photo. Sure. He uploaded a photo and it was literally like it was like Matthew McConaughey and Brad Pitt and like, you know, name gorgeous actor George Clooney or whatever. And I, I made like a side by side image of him in 50 cent in a role where he was playing a guy that had, he had, he had a, a disease and he was extremely, oh, I remember that one. I remember that one. And I put him like, I'm like, no joke. I'm like, you literally look like him in the face. Right. And he, in hindsight, it was kind of like a jerk tweet. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I was, I yeah, thought it was yeah, being yeah. funny, but man, he didn't even reply. It was Insta block and I've been blocked for years. <laughs> Four years, and it, it is difficult because, like, we've you know, like we've we've bumped elbows and things. Like, we've been a part of like the same uh, streams and podcasts and stuff like that. And like, I don't even think at this point he remembers who I am. Um, but you know, that's why like you always kind of have to be on your best behavior. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, like I've 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 had I've had bad days on Twitter where um you know like I was I was getting emotional and I was getting upset at people and um not really practicing like a ton of empathy and like kind of understanding like people's situations and like where they're coming from and not not to say that they're right or wrong but like not really taking the time to like i don't know kind of be kind you know what i mean like you guys I, i'm sure you guys listen to toby from Batflip crazy whenever oh, he does yeah. the podcast with bubba and you know his own solo pod but like like he always says at the end of the podcast like you know take care and be kind to one another and like that like kindness piece it's really, really important on Twitter and it's really, really easy to forget about it. It is, it is so for for first, it it does feel really good dunking on people. Like it it does, it does feel good. You know what I mean? But also like at the end of the day, like I feel bad about it. And like, I, I actually think about that stuff a lot. Like I got in, like I mentioned, I got into like a little bit of a thing a couple of weeks ago and you know, that person deleted all those tweets and you know, basically is like disappeared from the internet. And I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that I'm, that I'm particularly proud of, but yeah. 
Um, you mentioned you mentioned Yancey. Your that's probably your most famous block, right? Or is there one that one ups it? Mm-hmm. But Mike, Mike, do you have one? Because I don't have a famous block, but I do have a very questionable block. And I, still I, this day. I don't know of an, of anyone yeah, who's blocked I don't know. me. Um, How do you find out? Is there a way to find out on Twitter, Yance? I don't. I have no idea. I think he's gonna happen to stumble. Um, yeah, I, I like you go to tweet at somebody and says like you're not able to see these tweets or something. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have a few of those. Like I don't know. People I don't. Like, I don't know if anyone who's blocked me because <laughs> I I don't really um I I try my best to not get into it with anybody. Um, I mean me if I I mean do, I mean arguing players, yeah, but I would never. I don't know. Um, when it comes to like politics and all that stuff um just because i feel like i somewhat represent a brand so like i can't you know um so i would i don't like attack people even as as stupid as some of them are on twitter um i have like posted my views (laughs) once or twice but um yeah i i I don't i don't know of anybody who's blocked me (laughs) yeah well i actually have one and i I don't know if you follow them yancy i don't know if you've heard of them but uh, fantasy gospel I, I believe we follow each other. Yeah. You know, to, this, to this day, I have no. They blocked me. I don't know why. I I went out of my way because I'm. I really do think I'm a nice guy. I think I have a like like a, a good personality. I try to get along with everybody. I reached out to like all their co-hosts, all their co-owners, whoever owns it. I DM them saying, "Hey, whatever I did, I am sorry. I apologize for whatever I did to offend you." To this day, I have zero freaking idea what I did. No one ever responded to me via DM. No one, like, I'll see them, ta- I'll be tagged and stuff with them. And I'll be like, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, now I'm petty as hell. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't see their tweet because they blocked me. <laughs> because I'm like, dude, I have no idea what the hell I did. I can't do. To, the, to this day. And it's an inside joke with me. It was an inside joke with me, George, and Mike, and Zach. Uh, the three, the four, the three of us when we all did a podcast before Mike. Left me for his own thing, but I'll um, never hear the end of this. <laughs> no, you won't. But to this day, dude, fantasy gospel the the account, not the people who run the account, not the people who help the account, just the account page has blocked me, and I have zero idea why. And I've been trying to get answers, and I just can't have it. You'll never find out. No, let let that, that. I mean, that's. I think it's a good place to wrap it. But let that be <laughs> a um, let let that be let that be a lesson. Like really, really think before you tweet. Right. I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, like, yeah. you, know, you know how many times I go to tweet and I I delete it because I realize I'm like this is just not gonna go well. Like mm-hmm. I am very good. Like as much as I talk, I'm very good at like let me delete that. Let me save it for later and see. And let me re, re, let me think about it. But in all seriousness, I have apologized behind the scenes to every one of them via DM saying, "Hey, I'm I apologize if I did anything to offend you. I apologize if I did anything to hurt your feelings. I want to rectify this. What did I do wrong? Can you?" And none of them have responded. I give up. I did my part with that said i just texted him and he said he knows what he did (laughs) (laughs) you see the hair real quick side note i actually did ask for i actually had him ask for me and they said they didn't want to get into it what the hell does that mean (laughs) all right let's wrap this up on that note i've had three beers like it doesn't take much like i'm a lightweight these days like i'm ready to like i'm ready to just i'm about to go dm people no i'm okay i'm done all right, guys. Appreciate Yancey. I do honestly, man. You being our first guest, this I don't think this could have gone any better. I had such a great time. Thank you so much for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Yancey and Mike. Awesome as always, Mike. Uh, follow him on Twitter at SP Streamer. I'm at Mike underscore Curland. We just appreciate all of you joining us, hanging out with us. 
Alex Fast drops in last minute. Thanks, buddy, for, for joining uh, in. Up, Alex. Yeah, you missed the whole show, but hey, we invited you on, I think. So you should be coming on soon, hopefully. With that said, we'll talk to you guys all soon. Have a good night. Goodbye. We should be done. It should be.